Hello and welcome back. You are listening to KLJX LP Flagstaff here on the Double Double. I am your co-host, Tyler Murphy, alongside my co-host, Tony Mealy. Tony, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good today. Solid day. No classes today for me, so pretty solid. How are you doing today? Hey, I was right there with you for no classes. I was able to wake up this morning, go to the gym, have a nice productive day. And today, for our first half, we are joined with Pres- by Preston Blackledge. Preston, how are we doing today? I'm doing pretty good. I also do not have any classes today, but I did have to work, but it was a short shift, so doing pretty well. Gotcha. All right. It was a short It was a short shift. Did yeah. it go by quick? Yeah, it was very fast. Super easy. All right. As long, as long as it was easy and it was fun, that's all we really care about today. Well, beyond that, we have a, we have, we're really sticking to a, just a couple of things today, but I mean, there's a lot going on in these two sports. We have the NBA playoffs and the NFL draft. First, let's get into the NBA Eastern Conference playoffs. More specifically, let's get game one of it was the Heat versus the Bucks that ended up in a, I'm pulling up the score right here. I got it. Forgive me. Oh, you beat me to it. Or where'd it go? Oh, I got it. It ended up with the Heat taking game one with one th- with the score of 130 to 117. Guys, this is the Heat. I mean, the Heat, is, they're led by Jimmy Butler. I was saying Jimmy Butler can catch fire in the playoffs. I'm pretty sure it was last week or the week before when we were discussing this. But doing this against the Milwaukee Bucks in game one, beating them by, it's, math math is difficult, 13. <laughs> uh, I mean, in game one, that's, that, and in Milwaukee, that's a surprise. Preston, what is your honest reaction about game one in this series? So, I think... Giannis getting injured was kind of the biggest thing. He only played 11 minutes, and he finished with, like, six points, which really put it on Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton, and they did pretty well. Uh, Chris Middleton, he had 33 points, uh, and uh, Drew Holiday had as many assists as he had points, 16. And it was, you know, they they tried their hardest, and to lose by 13, I mean, without Giannis, it's not great, and hopefully Giannis can come back next game. I still don't know if we know... If when he is coming back. And the Heat, I mean, yeah, Jimmy Butler did pretty well with 35 points. He's a good leader, and in the playoffs, I feel like everybody plays better. Tyler Hero did break his hand, so that's going to be a big loss for the Heat. So mm-hmm. hopefully hopefully Bam and Jimmy Butler and everybody else can uh, come in <clears throat> come in and uh, do their part and uh, beat them. They already have one game over them, so if Giannis stays out, it would be a great opportunity for them to uh, take another game until he comes back, if he's coming back. Tony, what are your thoughts? Um, injuries on both sides in that game. Tyler Harrow got hurt as well. He broke his hand. So I don't know what his timetable is, if he is going to come back or not. And that's a pretty big piece for them. He's probably that's out, gone. I feel like, for the rest yeah. of the playoffs with the broken Ugh. hand, um, unless it's like a hairline fracture. Yeah. yeah, I don't remember what it was. I just know that I got the update for that. But that's a pretty big blow for them. So I think... When Giannis comes back, it's their series either way. 
they were playing really well towards the end of the season. I believe Middleton is either back or coming back soon. I'm not too sure. He played. He played? Yeah. He had 33 points. Yeah. And Middleton has been playing pretty well, so this is the Bucks series to have. Unless playoff Michael Jordan becomes Jimmy Butler again, so who knows? Uh, series could really go either way. Bucks, I'm looking at it right now. Bucks are optimistic. Star can, this is quotes, Star can return for game two versus Heat, per report. Uh, I mean, I honestly think if he probably plays the same amount of minutes as game one and they lose again, he's definitely going to have to come back for game three. And I'm trying to I'm trying to remember what his injury was. Was it his shoulder? Or his uh, Giannis, like, he took a bad fall on his, like, Lower back contusion. Bone. Yeah, something like that. That's what it says. Okay, he suffered no structural damage, but stats for – all right, gotcha. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, back problems suck. I've – Tony has a couple experiences with oh, back problems. Man, we know that, but that's yeah, that's that's something you don't really want to rush into because you could definitely hurt your career mm-hmm. later down the line. But I mean, if they go down 0-2, and let's say Giannis, from this report, it says they're optimistic he's going to return. Let's say he doesn't for what they really expect him to do. They're down 0-2. If you're Giannis, what do you do in this situation, Preston? I mean, we've seen Giannis, like, get an injury, and uh, I think it was the year they won the finals. Uh, it was the Eastern Conference finals. He uh, hurt his knee, and I think he was out for a game. And they said they were, like, optimistic, but everybody was like, oh, like, does he really want to play, though? And then he went in and he like almost dropped 50 points a game just about just to go to the finals and then win. But I mean, he's Giannis, you know, Greek freak. He could totally, he might be able to come, he might play in game two. And if he does, I think he's still going to have like 30 points and like 12 rebounds and a W. But if he sits out, I think the Heat could take an 0-2 lead. And I think that is going to be a really great rest of the series to watch if he comes back in game three. But if they're optimistic for game two, and he doesn't come back, then I feel like he's definitely coming back for game three. Yeah, but I mean, is it too late then at that point if they're 0-2 and no. then they're two games in Miami? I mean, look at the look at the finals. I mean, they, they went down 0-2, but he won four in a row. After, I mean, with Chris Middleton as well. And Chris Middleton already played pretty well. So, I mean, if he just keeps it up and Giannis comes back as well. Drew Holiday plays the same way, I think they have a W because, I mean, they don't really have not – they can't do any better, you know what I mean? Like, the, yeah, they can, but if Giannis comes back, then he, that would be the difference maker, and then that would be the – it would probably be 133 to 130, the Bucks. So but, you, don't, you don't really think the momentum or the home court advantage for the Heat would really have too much of a matter if Giannis is, say, fully healthy and back in game three down 0-2? I think Giannis is full of surprises, and I think he's that player that can definitely take two games away. Tony? I mean, he said it pretty well. It's going to be tough for him, but we've seen him do it before. It's also, it's Giannis. So we, we know what we're dealing with here. But, I mean, let's look at the other 
games that were played in the East, the game ones, or now today there was a game two. Yeah. And the Nets and the Sixers series, the Nets are too young of a team current now with all the trades that went on during the season. In game one against the Sixers, they lost by 20, 121 to 101. And then just right before the show, lost 96 to 84. A yeah, and Cam Johnson, Cam Johnson had 28, and Mikael Bridges had 21. So those young guys are playing really well, but it's just, it's just kind of t- a tough situation they were put in there. But I mean, ultimately, we know who's going to win that series. And if something does materialize and where they don't, that leaves a big question mark for the Sixers. Because, I mean, what's going to happen with Embiid and Harden? Who's going to be unhappy with the organization and what's going on? But who knows? I mean, what is your thoughts on the Nets and Sixers series? Uh, I mean, I also personally think that the Sixers are – I don't know if they're going to sweep the Nets. I do know that the Sixers are definitely more experienced than the Nets. Uh, I would like to see the Nets beat the Sixers – that's just a personal preference, honestly. Not big Sixers fan. Uh, but Joel Embiid, I mean, what was it? Five rebounds, three assists, and 26 points. It's him, uh, Giannis, and... Why am I blanking on his name? Jokic, yes. I want to say Nurkic for some reason. (laughs) These Slavic names, man. But uh, Jokic, they're all up for MVP, right? And I – shoot. It's hard to see one of the MVP candidates get bounced out in the first – in the first round, especially. And especially to this Nets team that was almost, like, imploded and then was, like, kind of holding on by, like, some spunk and spirit on um, on the, like, later end of the season. But I really do think the 76ers are going to pull out in this one. Um, it was James Harden. James Harden had 23 points. He's been playing. He's been. He's. I haven't really been watching him this much this season. How has he been doing, Tony? Uh, I believe you know? he's been playing pretty well. I mean, he was hurt I think for a little he bit. Led the league in assists. Really, James Harden. I love seeing James Harden do well in the NBA. You know what? That that man for how much hate he has gotten in the past like three years has it been? Yeah, I mean, Houston was just kind of bad. I mean, he hasn't really carried himself the best, but I mean, you gotta love how he's like best friends with the little baby. <laughs> <laughs> what he got? Uh, this was what he got, little baby, for his birthday gift one year. It was a whole duffel bag filled with honey buns <laughs> and I think a hundred thousand dollars, because I think. That $100,000 in some term is uh, called a honey bun. and So what you're saying is I need to become friends with James Harden. Yeah, that's that sounds like and a little baby, yes. <laughs> but that was I – just, I just love that duo, honestly. But um, going be – I mean – all right, wait. I want to know your opinions before we do move on from that one. 
on this Preston, on um, the 76ers and the Nets? Well, I think the Sixers are going to take the series, and I think since the in-game trade, I mean, Mikael Bridges has been averaging 27 points a game, and he was a defensive player last year, and I mean, his defense, <clears throat> he might not have been as great as last year, but he's still, he's still a pretty good defender. And I think coming in, you know, they were never supposed to, like, go this far. You know, they just, the only reason they're on the, with you. in the playoffs, a lot of people say is because, you know, KD and Kyrie were over there. But, you know, we don't know. But, I mean, you know, they might lose, but they'll probably rebuild. And I think this team has a lot of potential. And I think Mikael Bridges, if he's averaging 27 right now, he scored 30 game one and 24 game two. Cam Johnson just dropped 28. I mean, they can definitely, like, come out as a really great team and you know they've had some get some playoff more playoff experience they've already been to the finals so it's, it's a great I think it's a great uh team you know I totally I totally think uh, I, I first off I totally agree with you on that I think that this playoff series in the long term for the Nets if they really do keep their core kind of guys and if they do have show some fight in this series and it, say they like, take it to six or seven games, maybe let's say they don't even go to the second round, they lose. Yeah. But if they take it six and seven, I would say I wouldn't say that's a win in their season, but you know it's something to look forward to yeah. for next year, definitely. Six, giving you know one of the MVP candidates a run for their money in a year where they shouldn't have been in the playoffs really at all for a lot how a lot of people look at their situation mm-hmm. I think I think there's things to look forward to with the Nets but before we get into the Western Conference Finals I do want to hit the Knicks and Cavs game Ooh. really quickly because yes. I do not like the Knicks winning I do, I do love Julius Randle but I do not like the Knicks in the playoffs. Tony, what are our thoughts on this game ending 101 to 97 in the Knicks' favor? I mean, who really does like it? No one likes the Knicks. The Knicks are just an anomaly. They play really well going into the regular season, and then usually in the playoffs they just they lose it. And I mean, we've seen it with Julius Randle in the past, so it's just kind of I think it's a matter of time. I don't know what uh, players dropped what, but... Julius Randle had 19 points, and then the second-highest scorer on the Knicks was Jalen Brunson. I mean, it was kind of an all-around game from the Knicks, uh, from people putting up points. What are the Cavs, though? I'll tell you. My man Donovan Mitchell... Spider. ...was hooping. Seems about right. He had 38 points, 8 assists... And five rebounds. How did Evan Mobley and Darius Garland do? Evan Mobley had eight points, 11 rebounds, two assists. And Darius Garland had 17 points um, and one assist. Pretty solid from their side. They definitely... There's there's room to improve. I mean, always. We just we just wanted to see the, the Knicks out of the playoffs. That's, that's all we could really ask for. Yeah. I really want to see Donovan Mitchell do something special, but oh, he also just isn't really on the right team to I mean, do that, something special that with team all the Cavs. Met, that team was above expectations, though. Oh, 100, sure. 100%, yeah. but he ain't getting a ring on his finger. Not in Cleveland, no. Nope. Unless he has LeBron back, but yeah. 
Preston, quick thoughts. Uh, well, I mean, I think they kind of have like a all right core. I mean, Evan Mobley, he's up for Defensive Player of the Year, and then you got Jared Allen, Darius Garland, and Donovan Mitchell, of course. Speaking of that, I feel like Darius Garland with one assist was pretty surprising, though. I feel like usually he's he gets more. You know, he's always the 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 playmaker on the team. Donovan Mitchell also, but I mean, he's the main scorer. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, though, yeah, dropping 38 points. Like, he's he's a man. They should have won that game, really. And the Knicks taking it away, I don't know who this this is going to go either way. It could go to seven on my eyes, I think. But I don't like seeing the Knicks win either because those fans, just, <laughs> they always see those videos. Oh, Knicks in four. I mean, we'll see. But they really it's just shaping like up for a good series for sure. I'll t- I'll tell you that. But moving on from the East to the West. I want to get into not the Lakers, but the Kings and Warriors. Because oh, the Kings, it was. The, I'm gonna get the number wrong. It's the first time in 16 years, was it? 16 17. years, 17 years. Ah, ah, that's off by one. Shoot, 17 years since they have won a playoff game. Think about that, guys. Man, I was two years old. I was five. Wait. Something that math ain't math, and it's like uh, I don't know. Two thousand six. Two thousand six. And I was born two thousand one. Yeah, I was three. And it was right in time for NBA playoffs. I'll tell you that. (laughs) But that game almost went to overtime, though. There was two. Missed opportunities late in the game. Steph missed one. A little bit of a wild shot, but it's a Steph shot. Mm-hmm, yeah. And then Andrew Wiggins had a, I believe it was a pretty wide open look almost. And Did this both... game happen yesterday? No, this was uh, two days ago. Two Saturday. Days ago. Gotcha. Oh, wait, you know what? It was Sunday. Oh, yeah, it was Saturday. And was speaking Saturday. of the West, uh, he mentioned Defensive Player of the Year. Jaron Jackson Jr. won Defensive Player of the Year. That was out today. Oh really? Oh, really? I yeah. Didn't see that. I did Jackson. not even see that today. When are they releasing this? I For saw the it. information, this is you know the NBA. Uh, before, all right, I'm gonna go on a real quick tangent on the NBA really quickly because they have changed in my lifetime probably three times how they announce their winners for MVP and Defensive Player of the Year. It first used to be really cool. Going into the playoffs, they would announce all of them, and then you would have the MVP going in um, to the playoffs. Yeah, wow. Um, you would have the MVP going into the playoffs in the first game in front of the home crowd, raise the MVP trophy up, and that was just such a cool event. I mean, and then now, and then before, you had the NBA honors, which – You know, they were kind of trying to copy the NFL with what they do before uh, the Super Bowl, but they were doing it after the finals. Am I correct? Or was it before the finals? It was was before, right? I think so. Okay, so they're kind of pulling an NFL route on that. And then now they're just announcing it? I have no idea anymore. I know they changed the trophy look. Of all of all them. the names and the names too. Wasn't this the, the past year? Was it two years ago? It was last year, I believe. Yeah. So, this is uh, 
This is very strange by that, you know. It is kind of odd. I don't, I, don't, I don't know if I like it. I, mean, I don't know if I like it. the voting of these awards, they need to start pulling some of the people who can vote on awards like this. There was something got released for uh, Rookie of the Year, and there was one analyst that did not vote Boncaro, and he would have been, I believe it would have been the first unanimous Rookie of the Year. I just want to. I just want to say, yeah, they definitely do need to look into it because Ben Simmons winning Rookie Hell of the yeah. Year is an absolute <laughs> disgrace and joke to the NBA. You cannot have a guy that was drafted the year before and just because he got hurt and didn't play in ten games doesn't mean he's not a rookie. He got injured in his rookie year. And boo-hoo, there goes his rookie year. That doesn't mean his next his next season with the teams is rookie year just because he's playing. That's an absolute joke. Yeah, that's one of the most ridiculous things that we've seen. I don't even know how he got into the conversation of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, we talked about it last week. It was just like, like you said, Donovan Mitchell was wearing the definition of what a rookie is. So, who really knows anymore what anything is, you know? But, other than that... Let's get into what some Western Conference playoffs. I really want to get into the Clippers and the Suns. Because that game, that game really took me by shock. I mean, Kawhi Leonard just literally flat out just said, I'm better than you. He's a robot. To the whole Suns team. And, I mean, it's crazy that... I had doubt in Kawhi because there's always times where Kawhi just like bosses up and just like he's like Mario and eats that mushroom and just levels up and he's just unstoppable. But I mean, I just can't. I mean, it's only in by five, but I really, I just can't believe it because I don't want the Clippers to win. And it's hard for me to say that because I don't really like the Suns too much, but. When they're playing the Clippers, I will root for them any single day. Oh, oh brother. Hey, don't want to hear it. I'm a Lakers fan, No, all you're right? going to hear it. You're going to hear it. All right, whatever. Well, then, Preston, I'm going to skip you then, Tony. It's fine. Preston, what are, what are our thoughts on the Clippers-Suns game? Well, I believe the, <clears throat> the Suns with KD and Devin Booker were – 7-0 and before this game, maybe 8-0, and and this is their first loss together. So maybe that's a sign that they aren't undefeated, and then maybe they'll, I guess, uh, pack, pack their lunch today or the next day and then go to, go to work tomorrow and then mm-hmm. get another W. Because Kawhi Leonard, yeah, he had 38 points. Kevin Durant had 27, Devin Booker had 26. I mean, everybody put in a good game. Honestly, though, I mean, it's just, I don't want to say Chris Paul underperformed because he, he had, had a 10 assists. Yeah, he had 10 assists, <laughs> but like he had seven, he had seven points. But I mean, like he also had 10 assists and 11 rebounds. I, I yeah. looked at Westbrook's stats. He shot three of 19. Yeah, I know. I've been seeing this all over the internet and on Twitter. That is, <laughs> they keep saying that is the best His three. His defense was pretty good uh, last night, though. Really? He yeah, got the game-winning block. Yeah, that, that. And, and they're then, saying that's the best 319 performance they've ever seen, ever. That's fine. Yeah, that's a I'm thing. You got a W, so, I no. mean, hey, it, it worked. Man, I just want to see Kawhi get another 
I want to see him reach the conference finals. I I don't <laughs> no, want to no, say no. I'm rooting for for Russell Westbrook's downfall at this point, but when he's just blatantly going up to fans and like trying to check them, it's like, dude, first of all, you're not going to do anything. You're a professional athlete that will get sued for yeah. everything that you own and all your worth if you lay a hand or a or a fist on somebody for just yeah. saying you're not a good basketball player anymore. I think, I think there was more to that. I think there was Probably. missing context to that video that we'd have it we didn't see. Probably was, but at this point there's more than a handful of times. And I know there are yeah. times where Russell Westbrook is totally in the right for it. But I mean, at this point, I mean, I've seen players try to check other um fans in the stands. It's like, dude, yeah. You're a professional athlete. Like if like that's what the fans want to see. It's like they want to see you get riled yeah. up. They want to see you do that cuz then that's just, just to them. Head. Yeah, they're, they're just yeah. in your head and they just know that then. I mean, we got to look from Westbrook's perspective though. He's been receiving this kind of slander. Well, it's and it's he been sucks getting bad lately. Hey. It's still Wes- Russell Westbrook. You yeah, got you got to put respect on the dude's kinda. name though. Three and nineteen. Sure, he played okay. good defense, dude. Who got I the can, win? I can shoot. I can Who shoot won? three and nineteen at the HLC on any given day and say I played good defense. Who won and beat the Lakers, so they had to be in the play-in. Oh wait, were the Lakers in the play-in? Yeah. Didn't uh, weren't the Clippers the reason they were there? It doesn't matter. It Russell did. Westbrook's career is <laughs> on did the matter. decline. You know what? They've let's been saying into, that for years, but he's in, still in the let's league. Let's get into the Laker game. The Lakers won 128 to 112 nah. against the Grizzlies. I honestly Defensive think, player of the year. Hey, I don't want to be a cocky Lakers fan, say Lakers in four, because I love saying Lakers in four. I'm down. That's I'm one down of my that. favorite things I would say. Lakers in four. I'm down for that. Since the past, like, two years. <laughs> but, uh, hey, LeBron. Where is this? I'm looking at the Grizzlies stats right now. LeBron James, 21 points, 5 assists, 11 rebounds. Anthony Davis, 22 points and, and 12 an rebounds. And an injury, but he came back. Now, this is big. Austin Reeves with 23 points. And then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to chop up this name. Rui Hachimura. Hachimura. Thank you, Pre- Thank you, Preston. You saved my life right there. I swear <laughs> He dropped in 30 minutes 29, 29 points, one assist, and six rebounds. I mean, that was a late kind of pickup for the Lakers in the season. It was before the trade deadline, but, I mean, I didn't see that really coming out and him really making that much big of a difference, especially when it mattered in the playoffs. Now... The Grizzlies, I'm looking at I'm trying to find John Morant's stat, stat line right here. I just, that team overall to he me. He only had 18 points. Yeah. And Jaron Jackson Jr. had 31. What, what, what do we think about this, Tony? Lakers in four. Uh, Lakers in four or five. I think Memphis is too immature of a team. They're a really young team. And it's just, yeah, I don't think it's there for them. They're playing a very solid team right now. So, I mean, we'll see. 
but it's it's the Lakers. Yeah, I personally think with the Lakers just having the experience of being there will get Memphis kind of out. Preston? Yeah, I think I think the Lakers are definitely just going to take this one. I mean, especially with LeBron James as well. I mean, come on. It's LeBron James and against this really young team with there's not really like John Morant's their leader really, you know, John Jaron Jackson Jr. and I mean, they're great players, but I, f- I feel like LeBron James is just smarter. The, the Lakers are just smarter, and I think they're going to be able to beat him. I remember the one of the Grizzlies players, I forget who, but they were talking about their game plan was to let Hachimura shoot. And he just they said it was like one of his best games that he's played, and they don't think he's going to play like that again, or like he probably wouldn't have played like that again. Really? So, I mean, saying that, like, <clears throat> Hachimura really sh- showed up in, uh, in, in that game, and I feel like taking that away game win is definitely it's, it's definitely for the right track for the Lakers. I think they can keep this momentum going, take game two. I mean, I would say Lakers in four as well, but, I mean, anything is possible. So we'll just have to see how this, this series goes. You've got to see what happens with Anthony Davis throughout the series. Yeah, him as well. I can't feel my arm. I can't feel. Yeah, can't that's that's kind of scary. He probably just hyperextended his elbow, which sucks. Because I've done that before, and it's literally like you cannot move your arm from the like from like the lower like elbow yep. down. I would say, but Tony, we didn't get your we didn't get your opinion on that Suns and Clippers game. So I want I want to hit that, but right before we end off Clippers and six that's it that's it that's it you're not gonna say anything about the Suns nah you're not gonna defend your home team they ain't my home team my team's already up one and zero in the playoffs I ain't gotta worry about that hometown team hometown team this is your native team I don't wanna hear it this is your home team currently the Clippers aren't Clippers aren't the Lakers always are the Suns where do you reside where do you reside? I'm still my hey, my I, my identification card ah. says Los Angeles, California. That's not I am wearing in Los Angeles hat right now. Not my problem. As we are on the show. All right, I don't know. My team's up one zero, so. Yeah, my team's up one zero too. My team's gonna sweep, so. Hopefully, mine as well. Preston, who's your team? My team is down zero one. I'm a Suns fan. Oof. <sighs> Celtics and five. Hey, I'm rooting for you, brother. Yeah, don't worry. We'll, we'll come back. Knock on wood. Hey, we'll come. We're knocking on some wood for sure on that. We we do not want the Clippers to win. With well, with that, that is gonna end our first half of the show with NBA talk. We will get into NFL talk and the draft. But before we do, Preston, it was a pleasure having you on for this first half of the show. It's been a minute since you've been on. Yeah, yeah, I haven't been on the Monday ones. I've been on a couple of the Wednesday ones, but I, I oh, love being on the Monday You've been switching wow. up on us. Hey, it's all right. Hey, it's Yo, all right. There's the, someone else here. I'm, with, I'm trying to get the first one. Though. With Dallas and Joe, that's all. That's always a great show. I can't. I yeah, can't. It's been a lot of fun. I can't knock him down for that. I, you know, I gotta see if I could get on a Wednesday show sometime. Let's just sometime have both, all the hosts on each each other's show. Yeah, that'd be that'd be a good one. Well, Preston. Thank you for being here. Hey, do you have anything? Do you have anything to say? That the viewers want to say anything going on with your life that you got? 
You know, I'm, I don't think so right now. Not anything. I'm just basketball playoffs, baby. You know, whether what, what, what it's the best time of the year, really. Love it. So Love it. first round, let's just get into it. Thank well, thank you, Preston, for being here. And stick around to the double double here on KLJX LP Flagstaff. We will be right back shortly. Hello and welcome back to the double double here on KLJX LP Flagstaff. I am your co-host Tyler Murphy, alongside my co-host Tony Mealy, and for a second half, is it the fourth time in a row now? I believe so. You believe so? I believe so. We have. Our tremendous guest, Wes Wade, on the show to talk a little bit about some football today. But first, Wes, how, how's your Monday going? It's going pretty good. It's pretty. It's been pretty slow, but pretty good. What about y'all? You, you know, me and Tony both didn't have school today. Our one class got canceled, and we both have the same class. I'm in that All one, too. All four of my classes got canceled Rory? today. Wow, yeah. Got, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, got that one canceled. I saw yeah. that. You know, hopefully Rory's feeling a little better. Course, he was feeling course, under the weather. But uh, I saw that email, woke up. I was like, I'm able to get a workout in today. Going back this to morning. bed. So I, was, I got up this morning, you know, not as early, you know, 8. I mean, for for some people that's really early. For some other people that's not. Nah. But And then I then I walked to the gym and I had, had a good start to my day. But other than that, we've got some football talk. And some definitely, there are some high stakes quarterbacks in this draft, and also some high named quarterbacks that aren't probably gonna do so well in the draft. And I'll just hit it right off the bat. It's probably gonna be Stets Bennett that we're gonna be talking about for I don't want to I don't know about a majority, <laughs> but for a portion of the show. But Stets and Bennett is 26 years old going into the draft. Yes, he is a he's a two-time national champ, right? Yeah. Two-time national champ at 26. But you know who's in the NFL and the same age or same age or near the same age as him? Lamar Jackson, 26. Joe Burrow, 26. Tua Tagovailoa, 25. Trevor Lawrence, 23. Patrick Mahomes, 27. Mac Jones, 24. Kyler Murray, 25. Justin Fields, 24. And Dan, you know what? I even threw this name in. Because why not? <laughs> Daniel Jones at 25 years of age. Oh, man. And let's, let's, let's go through that list one by one and talk about the accomplishments they have in the NFL before he even got to the league. Yeah, I mean, Lamar Jackson. League MVP. League MVP. Oh, yeah, unanimous. Unanimous league MVP. Joe Burrow has made it to back the to Super conference championships. And a well, Super Bowl. And a Super Bowl appearance. Tua, I mean, he's not anything ha- that those two have done, but he's been he's proven himself as yeah. a good quarterback, and he's only 25. Trevor Lawrence... Had, he's been just made the playoffs in his second season. Turned around the Jaguars. Second or third? I mean, I, I think second it's second. I think the second though. Second, because Urban Meyer was his yeah. rookie year. Yeah, yes, yeah. you were right. <clears throat> uh, so I mean, that's pretty huge. Um, and then you got Patrick Mahomes at twenty-seven. He's already he's, in the argument for top ten, top five quarterback ever. Yeah. He's got what two Super Bowls and what two MVPs? Two MVPs in how many years? <laughs> About like five. Yeah. yeah. And then you got Mac Jones, who I he's kind of on the 
Is, has it? Have I heard right? Is he on the trading block? Uh, trying to. Yeah, Bill They're Belichick was marketing marketing him around. I mean, he's played pretty solid so far. Oh, what do we what do we got over there, Wes? Drop my phone. Phone down. Oh no, man down. Um, so that's something. Daniel Jones got a ridiculous contract that he shouldn't have got, but it led the Giants to the playoffs. Yeah, and then we're also at Kyler Murray at 25 years age, and then just who? And then who? Kyler Murray's kind of I don't know. Kyler Murray's Kyler know. Murray. Yeah, and then Justin Fields, who is looking promising. How old is tw- Herbert? 24. Oh wow! I didn't even look <laughs> up Justin Herbert. And Herbert, he's been playing pretty solid for the yeah. Chargers. I mean, despite blowing uh, whatever lead it was in the playoffs, but <laughs> they have been there's. Pretty solid quarterbacks that have been in the league. Justin Herbert is 25 years of age. So, I mean, just like Stetson Bennett being 26 going into the draft with so much young talent in the NFL, it's going to be hard. And, I mean, decent draft court or decent draft class for quarterbacks already ahead of him, it's going to be hard for him. Uh, to really make a splash in the NFL, I'm really feeling. I think we're gonna we're gonna kind of go into uh, kind of his ceiling, his roof. Um, Michael Jordan quote: "The ceiling is the roof." Yes, the ceiling is the roof. But what is Stetson Bennett's ceiling, Wes? To me, I've never really been high on Stetson. I feel like this past season, I would give him his credit. He showed, you know, better qualities than what I believed in him to be. I feel like he always been cared about what was around him. But he also showed that he's a competent quarterback. I can His ceiling in the NFL, I don't see him getting drafted to the sixth, seventh round, maybe even undrafted. Everybody know where he, what school he was at and what was around him. I think his ceiling is about a second to third string quarterback in the league and if in the right system and just like Brock Purdy who got drafted last to the 49ers in the correct system and all the weapons around him I felt that was a perfect scheme fit I feel like Stetson Bennett can be that for it has to be a perfect scheme fit though yeah I could see I could see that situation but I mean yeah he has to have totally all the guys I mean he's a he's gonna be a system quarterback for sure then Tony, yeah, Wes was right. We got if we look about at all the weapons that Georgia had for those two national championships. I mean, one year their defense was only averaging ten points a game against them. So when you have a such a dominant Dominate, defense, yeah. I mean, I, if we look into deep and who they were playing, did it really matter? But that's a whole nother topic. But Stetson Bennett's ceiling to me is a Josh McCown type. Okay. Player, so bounced around the league as a backup quarterback and just thrown in there, here and there. I got one. I got a, you know, he's probably at like a Jake Fromm level. Not going to do much in the NFL. He's going to get drafted late, just like a Georgia quarterback, and probably just stick around wherever he can. And I honestly think he is going to be selling cars or insurance <laughs> or doing something else in 
five to six years. I mean, hey, though, you've made it five to six years in the NFL that I never have. But Same thing in college, though. Same thing in college. Yeah, five to six years in college. <laughs> Too many years in college. But, I mean, dude, you were, you were th- you're 26. You throw into kids that are... 18. 18. You were born in a whole different <laughs> millennia. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Tony. <laughs> I, definitely, I definitely kicked you right a there. A whole different millennium. But, I mean... I don't want to trash on Stetson Bennett because you know what? You never. Uh, he could be the next Brady. Who knows? No, no. But <laughs> I just you don't want you know the guy's grave is dug. His you just don't want to dig it deeper for him, like you know. I think he dug it pretty deep. Yeah. Himself. Yeah. <laughs> well, what other? Qu- All right, going just based off of. Stenson Bennett, what other quarterbacks do we really think? We've talked about a lot of quarterbacks on the show, but who we, what order do we really think our top three quarterbacks are going to be going at? It's tough. Who's got the first pick? Carolina? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the better fit in Carolina's system is probably C.J. Stroud. So I would go C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, and Anthony Richardson. Wes? I have to agree. I mean, I can you can make the argument for Will Levis to switch with uh, Anthony Richardson, but I'm not really high on either of them. I feel like the drop-off is pretty crazy after C.J. and Bryce. And then I feel like if it wasn't for his turn his ACL to quarterback at Tennessee, Hendon Hooker would clear yeah. the other two, and he would be quarterback 100%. three in this draft. But, yeah, I'm not really high on Anthony or Will, but – I can see either one of them being the third quarterback taken off the board. I'm not high on um I'm not high on Will Levis. Me neither. Really. I you know what? I could give I could throw Anthony Richardson a bone. See what he does cuz you know there's there's some things that you can explore and see what with what he does. Um is Speaking Hendon, of Hendon Hooker, he's I like know he did. 25. I was about to just yeah, say he's, there, he's up there <laughs> age too, though. He's an older guy yeah. too, right? Yeah. But I think he's dealt with injuries in the past. Bennett just, yeah, he's I believe, didn't play. Yeah. That and was the difference. Another quarterback uh, that's going to be in the draft this year that I have watched for probably four to five years mm-hmm. consistently for one game. In one game only, and I have hate uh, you know I hate strong word, strongly disliked him every single second he's been out there. I think I know where you're going with this one. Dorian Thompson so. Robinson. Yep. DC, oh my, <laughs> he's like 27. He's 27. I believe oh he's older God. than them. He's up there in age two. He's been in the NCAA for a long time. Dorian Thompson Robinson, age. He's 23. Oh, I thought he was he's older than that. One. Oh yeah, he's twenty three. I feel like he's been. I feel like he's been. He's been there for a while. Though. Yeah, I, I feel agree like he's been there way longer. He's been there for a while. Probably since like eighteen. Probably because he hasn't started <laughs> job. I probably because like. he hasn't done anything. Yeah, I'm no well, hey, be, You know what? Hey, I'll say, he, he did make one year of my life very um, sad for being a USC fan when he did oh. beat USC, but 
I do choose to forget about that because that was with Clay Helton still at the hel Helms, right? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's Clay Helton's last year. But it, that was just that was a bee sting that turned into a, kind of a swelling, and it just was not good. And that is why I do not like DTR. But honestly, what has he done when at UCLA? I, not a lot, but I mean. <laughs> But that's just He's UCLA. always been a player, though. I mean, his last, the last two years. Let me look at UCLA's record, cause they were on the up. Uh, I feel like this past season, he for sure put his name out there enough a to little get more. drafted. I yeah. think but the so season too. before that, I believe it was just pre. It was. I feel like he's another year. Anthony Richardson. He's a project, but can be something. But eventually. the thing is, he has more tape. Yeah, he has more sure. tape than Richardson. For Richardson sure. didn't have what he has. He's got. A few years. I thought for sure Rich Hill would stay another year. UCLA, yeah, I thought so too. UCLA was nine and four and six and three, nine and four, four overall and six and three in the Pac-12. So I mean, from let's see, uh, from 2019 when I'm pretty sure that's when what uh, Chip Kelly, that's that's their quarter not not quarterback that's their coach now right yeah took the job. UCLA was four and eight. Yeah, I was about to say I remember them playing this being bad. So then being nine and four is a total flip. I mean, so what are his stats from the previous year? That uh, that I'm gonna have to look up. Did also did Henry Hooker did he declare or is he staying at Tennessee another year? No, he declared. No, he, oh, yeah, he's old. I think, he, got, I think, I think he, he had, had to, to leave to. anyway though. Yeah. yeah, I think he's a graduate. Yeah. Oh, already okay, yeah. so. Because I think this past year was his second year at Tennessee, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I mean, Maybe who first. Who knows anymore? All the COVID oh. <laughs> years and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So oh my gosh. wild. Okay. So he kind of balled out last year, though. Uh, he had 3,154 yards, 27 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, um, and then completion percentage 69.6. Nice. What about on his feet? They know he can move. Yeah. Um, it just says yards. Oh, I can't no see right now in this um, what they have for stats currently. It's not broken down to that point. But of course it's not. But hey, I mean, hey, three thousand one hundred fifty-four yards throwing. If that's just throwing and or combined for rushing too. I mean, that's a good amount for just any, I would say, Division One quarterback Yeah, there's in NCAA. Yeah. I mean, it's a three-to-one touchdown ratio just about as well. Yeah. But, I mean. I, who who else is kind of putting up numbers, you'd say? In the, I mean, well, we got Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, of course. Probably. Richardson didn't have enough this let's year. Look up, let's, let's look up their stats. What about <laughs> Levis? Let's look at Levis. Will Levis. Stats. People will blame Levis' stats just this past season or his injury. Yeah, but I mean, it can go. At yeah, the same time, I don't think he's, regardless of what his stats is. All right, so then, well, yeah, all right, so then we'll give him the benefit of the doubt on that. So he had 2,400 yards this year, 19 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. And the year before, he had 2,826 yards and uh 24 touchdowns and 
13 interceptions. And now with the yards, for all of our listeners, we do not know if that is uh, just passing or if that's combined with rushing. It just it just tells me uh, yards right now for career stats um, per year. I mean, if we're going to look at injuries, we might as well look at Hendon Hooker's stats as well. Another quarterback, I don't know if he's staying at LSU or not. Yes. Jaden Daniels is staying it. Okay. He's coming back for another year. Huh. Yeah, Which is needs. great for him because yeah. then this next class is not loaded with quarterbacks like this one. He has the potential to be the second best quarterback behind Caleb Williams this next year. Yeah, he definitely revived his career because uh, before I was here, I had we had season tickets to ASU and we saw him play. He played terrible. <laughs> he played absolutely terrible at ASU. Who? Jaden Daniels, Daniels. Oh, who's now at LSU. Yeah. And they had a pretty solid year this year. Yeah. I can't remember the Solid record. Solid is a little yeah, and I mean, they would they played for what their expectations yeah. was, they oh, had a great season. Low. And that's a big step for him as well, going from the a very underwhelming Pac twelve to the SEC. Yeah. That's a that's a pretty big jump, especially under a new coach as well at Beating LSU. Bama your first season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's just wild. Yeah. That's like beating Darth Vader in the evil empire. <laughs> I mean, I feel like if you want to look at it in terms of like of what Luke Skywalker and the Rebels had to do of, like, blowing up the Death Star. Like, that's basically, if you if you put them side by side, I feel like that's probably, it's probably how LSU and Alabama went down. <laughs> it was a wild game. It was. I, Took them to overtime, and then, to, and, you know, you go down to score. After they score, you go down and, you know, have the heart to say, let's go for two and end it. And he ends it. Um, <laughs> they took care of business. Took care of business. Yeah. Jaden Daniels is he has the potential to be a great quarterback. Yeah, we'll have to see how this next season goes. Yeah, because this hype train could just die down. It is because he's losing his best receiver in Kayshawn Boutte, and you know he's now it's time to go see what these younger guys got and whoever else is returning. But he for sure has the potential to be the number two quarterback in this upcoming draft. Yeah, the biggest thing that I saw from him in the difference from ASU to LSU, his decision-making got a whole lot better because his decision-making before he transferred was just something else. (laughs) It was something else. He was thrown into double coverage just about way too many times a game. So, I mean, this year he he played really solid. I mean, he had some pretty solid receivers at ASU and did have – you saw glimpses of potential, but definitely it shined through yeah. at LSU. Um, going going off of uh, Jaden Daniels, I did pull up Hendon Hooker's stats from last year, and he had 3,135 yards and 20 – this is kind of – this is the kind of the kicker here that surprises me. Is interesting. Has twenty-seven um, touchdowns and two interceptions, and the year before, had two thousand nine hundred forty-five yards with thirty-one touchdowns and three interceptions. Wow! So he's hurt. He's. I mean, he's kind of injured here and there, but this man can ball. That's yeah. a lot of yards for, for sure. him. He got injured. I don't know when he got injured this season, but it was late in yeah. the season. I don't, I don't know the exact week, yeah. but it was. It was late. A, yeah, there was a few games left in the season, I believe, but still. Only two interceptions <laughs> on the year, though. Yeah, dude, Ooh. no, yeah. He I was mean, he was the Heisman leader for the longest. Yeah. I oh, think, he would have had it. Yes, for sure. Oh, I think only thing even besides the injury, I think what really messed him up was the loss to Georgia and not putting up that many points after you know 
them at that time being the number, number one, one or number two offense and you didn't put up that many points, I really feel like that messed up the Heisman case or slowed it down. Then the injury just really took it away. But if he could have kept that going, for sure the Heisman winner. Who won the Heisman? Caleb, Caleb Williams. Oh. Oh. What do you mean, oh, that dude <laughs> deserved it. Yeah. That dude balled that. out every single game. I'll give him that. They didn't Why are you looking at me like that? They didn't make the college football playoffs. Thankfully, hey, yeah, they chose. Utah handled yeah. their business, hey, so my team could How do you lose to Utah twice? Hey, you know what? On, <laughs> the this, Utes. on this one, I'm going to say thankfully, too, because I did not need to take a shower of Gatorade and still oh, Will Hopkins r- did in right. the snow. That's right. And I stayed nice and dry. I respect it. But <laughs> Utah, Utah paved the way for Ohio State to almost go to the Natty, which I would be happy for any day. Well, wow, so. they choked that too. College football yes, playoffs. Yes. yes. Yep. Yeah. That I, was uh, a very depressing day for me. I wish it. Who, who played Georgia? Ohio State. Yeah, I would have much rather seen Ohio State and TCU than the slaughter that we got. <laughs> what was it, sixty-seven to seven oh or something? Oh my God. I feel like that's how it's been. In I think the first I watched the first rounds. two drives and turned it off. I watched till halftime. Man, what a bad choice that was. That was just a beatdown. <laughs> Poor Duggan. Max Duggan. That's what we're not talking about the draft. Forgot all about him. Max Duggan. He's in the draft? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. His name came out too late, I feel. Especially with his. This is a pretty solid class here, too, though. I so. feel like it's another guy that should have stayed. And could have been a top five quarterback in this upcoming draft, but obviously we could see his name just got lost. Definitely, if he if he would have stayed, I think he would have transferred. Because there's a decent amount of players from TCU that I believe declared as well. Hmm. Yeah, I did forget that he did declare. I did not did see he that. declare before? He declared before they even played the play, first playoff game. Yeah. Oh, wow. He declared right after the. Big 12 championship <laughs> before they even played Michigan. Before they, did they didn't they lose the Big 12 championship too? Yes. To Kansas State. Yes. And he declared right after that before they even uh, announced they made into the playoffs. That was a crazy game. That, was. Someone that Big flashed, 12. Oh someone was. must have flashed money in that man's face. <laughs> they said, "Hey," and just he is. <laughs> I mean, caught a whiff and was just in. I mean, yeah. I'm gonna be I, mad about it. He ain't. He did not even pop up on my radar or has been in I don't any think on mock anybody's <laughs> radar. He's definitely he had a pretty good season, but I don't think he's he's like that submitted, man. He'll be he's like a crazy. He'll be like a Brock Purdy situation. Uh last I think he's a, I think really, he's a, really late. I think he could be a better quarterback than Stetson Bennett, but what is that's not really saying a lot. Yeah. Well it yeah, is Stetson Bennett. <laughs> that is true. That <laughs> is true. I think he's got more potential than Bennett though. Yeah. Cause that he, I mean, his style of play is just—he's younger he's too, fiery. right? Fiery, yeah, most definitely. It's not—it's not that hard to be younger than Stetson Bennett. Look up. Twenty-six years old. Max Dunn. Duggan. Duggan. Age. He's—I he's, don't think he's twenty-two. Yeah. Deuce, deuce. He. Wow, he's my age. Wow, what am I doing with my life, guys? <laughs> I am not declared for the NFL draft. Just what, declare. What am I do- if I hate? If I right could, here, I right would. now. If Stetson can, you can. Hey, for any of you NFL draft or any f- uh, NFL scouts. scouts listening out there on to the podcast, by any chance, I can rep two twenty five for solid ten on bench, <laughs> and 
you know, I'm I'm not the quickest, but I used to have I used to play football back in the day in high school. It's been three years, but going on four. What's the forty time? No comment. <laughs> hey, I'm a dog out there. I could, I could get the team going if you hey, need me. Special teams are calling. Special teams are calling. Your I'm name. declared. I'm declared, guys. I'm declaring for the NFL draft right now. You I am gonna it. be. I am gonna be out on the on the NAU uh, <laughs> outdoor fields every day with the ladder, running running. Uh, Icky shuffle and everything <laughs> that you can think of, man. I'm going to be out there. You heard it here first yeah, on, the heard double, it. Double on the double-double. On the double-double. That my, Tyler Murphy I'm, is declaring. I'm reviving my, my football career here right I now. I guarantee you get picked before State's submitted. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about that oh, one, Wes. But, oh, man, I wish we could keep going. Wes, this has been this has been a great time. <laughs> Four, it's, it's four makes it four times in a row. Make it a fifth next week. Of course. Wes. Of course. Is there anything going on in your life that you'd like to share right now before we send you off? No, man. Just appreciate y'all for having me again. We appreciate you. Ha- pre- we appreciate you coming back. Keep showing up. Keep popping in. We have how many shows do we have left, Tony? Three. There's three left. Three. There's wow. A month of school is left. I looked at the calendar today. There's exactly four weeks left. Well, there's four weeks left to school, and that makes it three shows left because we probably won't do one during finals. So then, there's there, we have the NFL draft coming up and a couple other things. But bef- as we send off West, we are going to be going into the real-life example, and Tony has it this week. So stick around here on KOJX LP Flagstaff. You are listening to the Double Double. And welcome back to the KOJX LP Flagstaff. You are listening to the Double Double here. And I am your co-host, Tyler Murphy, alongside my co-host, Tony Mealy. And this week, Tony has the real-life example. And for any new listeners out there, the real life example is where we take an event or just an occurrence from somewhere in sports that has happened and we turn it into something that's happened into real life. And this week, Tony has the real life example. And he he's saying he's cooking. He's saying he's cooking last night, so I am interested in hearing what you got, Tony. Let me hear it. So as we were talking about before we went on break, there's only three shows left, four weeks of school left. And you know what that means. We're in the grind time of becoming an academic weapon for these last four weeks. Yes. You got you to gotta put your head down and get in the books so you can pass all your classes. And the NBA playoffs just started. The, what's their goal? Finals, right? Mm-hmm. What do we got? We got finals in a few <laughs> weeks. We got to go through these next few weeks to get, get to the to end finals. goal, and then we're done with the year. And I mean, you know how it is. We got we got assignments to do, all this stuff to get yes, done. Yes, yes. Just we like do. these teams, a lot of these young teams got to go get it done, and people who are in contention for a championship to finish off the year, or just teams that want to finish off on a solid note whether they win or lose 
And I mean, that's that's what I got for this week. Well, I'll tell <laughs> I'll tell you right now, because uh, I love that real life example, Tony. I am going to extend it even further, and I am gonna say. I'm pulling a real-life example during these final stretch, and I am pulling a Dennis Rodman, and I am taking a break, and I am going to be going to Las Vegas, Nevada this weekend, and I am going to be relaxing and enjoying myself while I still can before finals really take a grip and a hold of my time and well-being. Yeah, I'm with you on that. So I I don't think I'm going to have Michael Jordan pull me out of my bed and drag me to Flagstaff. I don't think my mom will somehow make her way up to Vegas to do that. It will be her birthday weekend in uh, next on the 21st. Shout out, Mom. Happy, bir- happy early birthday. But I will. I'm going to be pulling Den- Dennis Rodman oh. to your real life example. Oh, that's understandable. I'm going home this weekend as well. So I went home this past weekend. Yeah, it's it's just coming down. I only have one in person final, so I'm not too mad about it. Yeah, that's nice. That's so, nice. So uh, the rest of them are. Uh, they're not half of them aren't even in finals week. <laughs> yeah, I think I have one in person final too. With with that just being really math. Exactly. Same thing. Unfortunate. Math is not the funnest. Just like how I said in earlier in the show, math is hard. Math is kind of difficult. We do not like math here on this show. Not one bit, but I only have to take one semester of it, so I'm not mad about it. Yeah, this is the last math <laughs> class I got to take if I pass it, and right now I am passing, so I plan on doing that. Exactly. I think we're all in the same boat. Mm-hmm. No one likes Who really likes math? If you're a math major in college, that's... uh. That's on you. My head football coach in high school was a math major. Ooh. And then I think he changed it. I forget, but to psychology. But, yeah, you know what? It's, like it's the, just like, yeah, I, I, I hear when people say, I like doing the puzzle. It's like, uh, yeah, but, like, some of this just makes you want to melt your brain. No, the brain just melts for you. Yeah. It just melts for you on that one. I really, I really... Do not understand it. You but, said your high school football coach went from math to psychology? Yeah. That's like worse to worse. I don't think that's really any better well, He's than a smart guy. Oh, well. But he, he explained it like his professor told him, saying, for the first time in your life, you will not be the smartest person in the, in the room, and you will not probably not get an A in math. And that's exactly like what happened. And he went to UCLA. Ooh. So he he's a real smart guy. Real real smart. Yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. That's fair. <laughs> Moving past our real life example, let's get into our NFL roundup for the week. The biggest thing I want to touch on is the situation with the New York Giants currently. Mm-hmm. Because we wanted to pay our quarterback instead of uh pay our running back. So Saquon Barkley did not sign his franchise tag yet. So he will not be at the beginning of these off-season practices for them until that gets figured out. I mean, how much is the franchise tag currently? Ooh, uh, I was looking up something else right now. I will look up uh, Saquon's deal. Because, I mean, I understand. He was third in rushing this past season. And, I mean, 
13 million? I don't know. Shoot. Why am I like... I'll see if I can find it. It was saying like this is just like... It's believed the Giants offered. I know it's something set. Well, they said it because that popped up. Okay, yeah. The franchise tag for a running back is thir- almost $14 million. Okay. And he probably just wants something long term. Which he deserved. Yeah. Definitely deserved more than... I just don't think the Giants are going to give it to him. And you know why? Because it's the New York Giants. Well, just look how running backs have been coming and going in the NFL. I mean, what, this is year five for him? Yeah, and he just came back He's from torn injury. His, torn his ACL. But also was just third in rushing. True, but, I mean, how many more of those years can he really sustain? If you're looking at it. If anything, he would have had to have, if, for a contract, for uh, if you're looking at a business standpoint, and if you're the team, you got to look at it. If you're going to sign him to a long-term deal, you got to do it now. Because I think after this year, they're also going to sign him to another um, franchise tag. I really hope they do. I don't think he'll stay. Well, he probably won't. I uh, I mean, let's just go over the Daniel Jones deal. What do you th- What are your thoughts on that? What do you think on that? What's the numbers? It's like it's four years, one hundred and sixty million, or there's more. It's like one hundred and seventy something with incentives and everything, or one hundred and eighty, I believe, with incentives. Uh, I just don't understand how Daniel Jones really has a stable job in the NFL. I feel like there are probably better quarterbacks out there than him. And, I i mean, hey, I like Taylor Heineke. I think Taylor Heineke is honestly a better quarterback than Daniel Jones. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That I won't allow. No, I will. I won't allow that one. Daniel Jones has improved over the years. Do I think he's worth this contract? In no way, shape, or form. No, not at all. He's not worth this contract. Do I believe he's worth around $20 million? Yeah. That's a fair deal for a guy, I mean, who has Im- slightly improving each year. I mean, he got us to the playoffs this year. So it's just a kind of tough spot. I mean, I just saw the franchise tag for a quarterback was $32 million, So who really knows? Mm-hmm. But, I mean... The Giants organization as a whole definitely is on a turnaround, especially with Brian Dabble there. So, hey, I like I kind of like Brian Dabble. There's a funny stat that I saw um, on Twitter that it was I think it was the NFL meeting for like all coaches, and it was the first beer oh. to be cracked open, and it was at 11:32 uh, a.m. and it was a Coors Light by Brian Dabble. That's what we like to hear, and I. Hey, I'm I am 22 years of age. Please drink responsibly. But I thought that was just absolutely amazing. For my 21st birthday, I I mean, I woke up and the first thing I did, I got out of bed. I also had to work on my internship from home that day, which was kind of nice. Uh but I woke up, walked into my garage, grabbed a Coors Light and started working. 
That's what we like to hear. It's called the Breakfast of Champions, I would say. And you know what? Brian Dabble's got that got that mindset. He's got that dog in him. I don't like that he's on the Giants, but you know, I think he's a good coach. I think he could do some good things for the Giants for I sure. He, but I I don't know why he gave Dan Jones more money than his running back. I have a feeling it wasn't him. I feel like just the Giants organization believes in him. I mean, obviously the head coach is part of that, but I don't think it was mainly him. Because, I mean, there was visible struggles during the season with the Giants. And I think the biggest thing with Dabble is the team actually trusts this coach instead of, I believe it was Joe Knight, our previous coach. So, I mean, most definitely there's a lot more trust in this guy than there was with anyone else. And I can you can kind of relate that back to the Detroit Lions and Dan Campbell. They took trust in that guy from day one just because of his attitude well, towards I, the team. I mean, wasn't he a tight end for the Lions? Campbell? Yeah. I believe so. He played. I know he played. So, but I mean, yeah, I totally agree with you on his attitude towards the team. He is a total no-nonsense kind of guy. And he just wants to win and he wants to do whatever it's willing to do to get the team to uh, to win. Yeah, for sure. But another thing that we can hop into is, and I'm happy to say it, Dan Snyder is out of the building, everyone. Dan Snyder is out of the building. And the Washington Commanders have been sold for a cool $6 billion to... Light. Uh, I don't know. Thankfully that... It was... I had it up here a second ago. That needed to happen, though. Yeah, no, 100%. We've been saying this as Washington Commanders fans for a minute. Josh Harris, an owner of the NBA and Philadelphia 76ers and NHL's New Jersey Devils, agreed in principle to buy the Washington Commanders for a record $6 billion from Dan Snyder. What kind of money does this guy have? A lot. two other teams? A lot. Let's look up what Josh Josh Harris owns. That's wild. Owns three or is about to own three different professional sports teams. Like, excuse me? His net worth is six billion. Damn. So he's broke is what I'm hearing. Oh, look listen to this. You'll like it. Former wrestler at the University of Pennsylvania who went to high you school. Penn? Jeez. I don't know if this is the right guy. It's got to be. That's... Because now it's saying Daniel Snyder's net worth is $5 billion. <laughs> that is wild. Three professional sporting teams. Wow. What is this Yeah, dude? that's kind of insane to own three professional sporting teams. Yeah. I mean, is he a Russian oligarch or something? Where he just has, like, endless money. Infinite money glitch? He found it. Dude, yeah, he unlocked it. He, he found that he GTA Los Santos uh, garage where he could Man. Du- duplicate all of those Zentornos and everything. <laughs> and um, and just and just sold everything for money. Wow, that's crazy. Three different sport professional teams about to be in three different sports leagues as well. Yeah. Ugh. Because, I mean, we just saw uh, there's a lot of teams becoming under new ownership, not just in the NFL, but everywhere currently. I mean, like the Suns, we just saw 
that transaction uh, before this or somewhat before the season. That was a pretty big transaction as well. So what I'm reading, basically, Josh Harris, um, yeah, he was a wrestler at the University of Pennsylvania, actually, so you might want to look into that, Tony. Um, Smart man. But uh, basically he got his fortune derived from shareholding and earnings at Apollo. It's uh, saying here on wealthmanagement.com and also has built – uh, his own investment firm called 26 North Partners. Wow. So, and along, just uh, not mentioning also owning the two other sports teams. But that's 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 how he got his money, I guess. That's crazy. I mean, going to UPenn as itself. And being a wrestler, too. Yeah. He went to um, a high school in Washington, so that's probably a reason why behind um, him wanting to buy the team. I know Kevin Durant wanted to buy or be a portion uh, or be a stakeholder involved with the team, so I wonder if he is still uh, able to get uh, involved in this. Because I know Dan Snyder was just a portion. It was just a majority of uh, the team. I'm pretty sure he owned What are your thoughts on that, Tony? On Dan Snyder getting out of the getting out of the picture? Needed to happen. It was a little bit overdue for them. Yeah, I mean we've had a lot of allegations uh, the past couple of years, and it's just kind of I mean I forget how much Dan Snyder bought the team for. Um, I think it was in ninety something in ninety. You don't know. I forget. I can't believe I can't remember this off the top of my head. He was just kind of a bad owner overall. Yeah. Um, he bought the team in 99. I'm reading For how much? It. Yeah, I'm trying to get to there. Um, oh, wow. He bought the team for $750 million. And made six times that. Yeah, more than that's six times crazy. That. Obviously, he's not going to see all that money, but... Probably not. A decent amount is going his way. Yeah. Yeah. That's absolutely crazy. I'm ha- I'm happy he is out of the picture, though. Oh, yeah, for sure. But alongside from that, we're going to throw some love to our dumpster fire of Arizona Cardinals. Uh, the poverty franchise. Buda Baker wanted a trade. He has requested a trade. And that's probably like a top top five safety in the league. And one of, if not, probably the best player on the Arizona Cardinals. And he has requested a trade. Yeah, that just sums up the Cardinals the past few off seasons. Oh, they're just losing piece by piece at this point. Yeah, I mean, it's really, I mean... Cliff King, it's funny because Cliff Kingsbury signed to be quarterback coach at USC, which is actually really funny because he probably would have been head coach at USC right now if he took the offensive coordinator job and would have moved in once Clay Helton got fired uh, at head coach. But now he's even a lower position because he did poorly in the NFL at that job. Um, 
and now the Cardinals are kind of self imploding on themselves um, this season. Let's. I'm really interested on to see how they'll do uh, next season, especially because. Kyler Murray is just always, I feel like, a toss-up in the air on how he's going to do. If he's going to do good, if he's going to do bad or not. But, Tony, what's your opinion on it? I don't even know. The Cardinals have been on a hot streak of just losing players recently, whether it be via trade or players are just kind of unhappy in their situations there. I mean, I'm sure DeAndre Hopkins is not too thrilled with the situation he is currently in. Yeah. In that, the franchise currently. I mean, he said he's not worried about getting paid. I believe I saw that come out the other day. He's not too worried about the money portion. But, I mean, if he I was him. Win. Yeah. If I was him, uh, it's, it's time to go. Yeah. When you got your quarterback waiting for double XP weekends, that's... Uh, that's all there really is to say. If he gets sponsored by Mountain Dew, uh, he could get the bottle caps off Mountain Dew, and he'll get double double XP for weapons. Don't tell him that. Don't give him, don't give him more hope. Well, I don't know if Mountain Dew still does it, but they were doing a promotion like that not too long ago. I would say maybe earlier in the year. I think when the game came out. Yeah, I would say early I remember January. Remember something like that? Early January. I don't know, but they got to figure out that whole situation. Mm-hmm. Before anything, really. Yeah, agreed, agreed. But I, I was just going to say, yeah. But going off of that and just kind of ending right now, I mean, we we had a pretty, pretty full show. I wanted to say a big thank you to our guests, Wes Wade and Preston Blackledge, for joining us today. Black Ledge, Black yeah. Ledge. I want to say, yeah, I mess up your name at first. I'm sorry, Preston, but I mean, hitting the NBA playoffs that was a big portion, and that's going to be a big topic that we're going to be consistently talking about uh, on the show and for the next three weeks until school is over and we have finals, uh, and then we will get back to the NFL draft once the draft happens it is not this weekend is it tony next. or it's next we will keep up with the NFL draft content and if something happens majorly in the MLB you might hear from us but is there any big cards on the UFC happening tony uh that we know just of? popped up on facebook right now I don't know when this got set. Paulo Costa versus Hazmat Chemaev, October 21st. Really? Okay, so you won't hear <laughs> hear our opinion about it then probably. Maybe, hopefully, on the oh. double-double next year. Uh, but I don't think there's any t- too big um, cards coming out right now so that we talk about. But stick around to the double-double here on KLJX LP Flagstaff broadcasted on Mondays. I am Tyler Murphy, your co-host, next to my co-host, Tony Mealy, signing off. And a big thank you to all of our listeners, and have a good rest of your night.